Hello and welcome to Wake the F*** Up, a podcast about conscious living. I'm your host, Madison Palika, here to explore with you a holistic, healthy, and ethical way of life to help you gain awareness and self-empowerment. I hope to awaken humanity to the reality of the world as well as their own creative potential. Thank you so much for being here, and I love you. Oh, okay guys, I don't know if this is going to be shit quality because I'm just recording this on my phone, but oh, I just feel like I need to talk about discernment today because in times of coronavirus and Black Lives Matter and Trump and Fauci and Biden and all the news and everyone's fighting with each other, it's like... There's so much information and misinformation going around that it, it, you literally can't know what's true and what's not. And when you're like me and your whole life purpose is <laughs> around getting rid of programming in your brain and this subconscious programming that's like subliminal, things that you've picked up on over your lifetime, I... In my personal experience, I left the Mormon or the LDS church and I had to realize for the first time in my life, holy shit, I was completely brainwashed and that was so scary. So then I went through college, learned all these different things, had like a really, a very, a very strong opinion. I've always been really opinionated in a nice way, but yeah, I'm always like, oh, I know this thing, so I need to tell people about it. But so I went through college, got that (laughs) type of attitude, and then I'm like going on with it just fine. And then I realize in March 2020 that like, okay, coronavirus is here. This is scary. And then all of a sudden, out of shadows, the documentary on YouTube comes out. And my mind is blown, absolutely blown blown at the programming and the way that all of our news media is totally corrupted and controlled and it's like they really we the news is a business they're not an essential thing to our lives it's literally a business so when the news realizes hey guys this is what's getting ratings this is what's making people you know talk about us This is what people are looking at. They can start to figure out ways like, okay, this is how we're making our money. Let's do this. Like the whole thing is a business plan. Same with with governments and the food industry and the health industry. Like these are not things that were created just to help you and like get rid of your illnesses or else nobody would be sick anymore. They find ways to make themselves more money. So I got out of college realizing that I just paid so much money to be totally brainwashed again and indoctrinated. And a lot of the information that I learned is amazing. Like I loved school. I loved learning things. It totally shifted my perspective. And I do feel like I learned a lot. But at the same time, my, my parents used to always tell me like, Ugh, schools, <laughs> higher education has an agenda. Like, oh, they're just these leftist libtards. And I'd be like, you're calling names. That's so rude. Like, let the school do what they want. They're teaching me. You guys are the dumb ones. And they'd always say like, okay, but we've had life experience. And I'd be like, yeah, 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 whatever. But none of you went to college. So I'm the smart one here. And 
basically, you should listen to me. So all of that happened, and I was just, like, totally indoctrinated. Like, I, I literally remember, I went on a school trip one time, and these kids, even one of the teachers, literally, one of the teachers on the bus and one of the students was, like, talking about their views. And they started making these jokes, saying, like, don't tell anyone, but, or don't tell anybody, don't tell anyone, any bun. Any bun is anybody and anyone combined. Don't tell any bun. But they were saying, don't tell any bun that I'm totally communist. And he was like, yeah, communism rocks. And at the time, I was like, I don't, I didn't know the difference, honestly. I knew that capitalism had a lot of downfalls in ways that it's like, it's just not sustainable and it's bad for the environment. A lot of people are literally slave laborers. But that I didn't know what communism or socialism was. So I didn't think anything of it. Now, in July of 2020, when, you know, mayors and governors are forcing people to wear masks, or Austin just mandated that a person without a mask in public can be fined $2,000. Meanwhile, like, we've been on lockdown. All of these businesses, like, generations worth of families building businesses have been completely shut down. Because they weren't allowed to open while Walmart and Target stayed open and got all of the traffic, all of the purchases. And it's like, I'm starting to see the ways, and I'm like, I keep up with some of the news. Some of the stuff going on right now is like professors at like prominent US universities. I don't know if they're getting indicted or what, what's happening, but... They're literally finding out that these people were here under the Chinese Communist Party and were, like, infiltrating our research and, like, messing up our information or taking information and bringing it back to China. And then you realize that the Obama administration had used taxpayer money to fund the lab in Wuhan where the coronavirus leaked out of. And it's, like, all of these weird details start to come together, like... Like, tests being rigged, getting false positives, the death rates of COVID are being rigged. They're marking, like, say you get corona, or you test positive for corona, which you don't even have to test positive. You can literally get a call on the phone. They'll ask you, I mean, if this is in places where they're doing tracing, they'll call you on the phone, ask you if you have symptoms. If you say you have symptoms, like a runny nose or a cough, they check you as corona. So say that happens, you're checked as having corona, and then you get in a car accident. Your cause of death is now listed as coronavirus. So there's all of these people who were dying from flu or pneumonia or like random things that may have been tested positive for COVID, which they could have been sick, or it even could have been a false positive. Those are all going toward the death rate. So people are like, oh my goodness, there's all these deaths. We need to be scared. We need to lock down, stop the spread, social distance, wear your mask, six feet apart. And it's like, no, you realize that they're inflating the numbers. Even with the inflation, the death numbers aren't necessarily high enough to even be calling this a pandemic. There's no reason to quarantine. You're shutting down your businesses for no reason. You know, people are not able to pay their rent not able to get food and water, not able to provide for their children. I saw a story of an 11-year-old who, I mean, on lockdown, has his birthday, 
And I can imagine being so young, not really understanding what's going on, and then suddenly you're so excited for your birthday party and you can't have it anymore because the world's on lockdown and you can't see your friends or do any of this stuff. So little boy, his birthday's coming up and he just wants video games so badly. Like it's the only thing on his wish list. And he gets his games and is a little bit frustrated one day and he did something like threw a controller at the screen and broke it or something. And his dad was saying that that boy... Those video games were all he wanted, all he cared about. The only thing that like gave him a sense of peace and relief during being locked down at home. And now it was broken. So this 11-year-old boy, or no, actually what happened was the daughter, like younger sister, comes to the dad and says that she just found her brother dead hanging in his room. I'm sorry, like, that's a little bit morbid, but, like, these are the important realities of what's going on here, and the more that we are forced by our leaders to lock down and shut down and isolate ourselves and do all of these things that are making people severely anxious, severely depressed, uh, domestic abuse situations are skyrocketing, you know, suicides, all of these different things. And you realize that this is all happening, not to mention huge spike in online, uh, like sex trafficking and stuff like that to younger, the younger generations who are spending more time on their screens now that they can't do anything. It's very, very dangerous. And this is all happening under the guise of a pandemic. And there's, there's some people who are, are coming out to say that this is totally false. Like, this is a false flag. There is no pandemic. There'll, there'll be doctors, there'll be politicians, and then they're censored. Banned from YouTube. Banned from all social media. Nobody can hear these voices. And it's like, if you could hear a doctor saying that the numbers are being manipulated, the tests are being manipulated, the guidelines they've been given from the CDC and the World Health Organization are actually killing people, like the ventilators are literally killing people and making them worse. And then Donald Trump's saying, hey, you can use hydroxychloroquine or chloroquine or however you say it. And then the media is just ragging on him, telling him he's so horrible. How could he do this? Like a month or two later, now the news media is saying, oh, okay, Trump was right. But there was a huge deal over how stupid and idiotic Trump was. And then when they come back and say, actually, we were wrong and Trump was right, nobody listens to it. And it's like, this is, this is planned. This is planned. And there's people who are in positions of power who really do not have your best interests in mind. Like, this was such a hard idea for me to grasp for a while, is that people in positions of power, even people who can call themselves like a doctor or a philanthropist, they can totally be greedy and disgusting. Like you don't think it's true, but it's totally true. There are people out there who will lie to your face and keep you so entirely manipulated so they can control you and profit off of you. And that's what's happening here. Like the whole communism thing, a lot, ah, there's so much to it, corruption. 
okay? Corruption can go either way. Corruption can be Democratic. Corruption can be Republican. Corruption can be whatever. But in the last little while, the corruption has seen a good spot to fill in the Democratic Party because then they can appeal to the younger generations and just like the minorities, all these different things. Like it was a great platform for them to get their agendas accomplished. So you see the Democratic leaders now who are using the pandemic that literally came out intuitively, who are using the pandemic to lock people in their homes and totally shut down businesses. There's all this crime. There's riots and protests going on. People are getting killed, all this madness. And they're saying, well, you know, we're doing this because we care about your safety. We just... We just want you to not get sick. So we're going to tell you to shut down your business and lose your life. <laughs> and not see your friends and become depressed. But you can go to, you can totally go to riots. But if you go to a gathering of six people or more, you could probably get arrested. You could probably get fined up to $2,000. But also, we're really worried about the prisoners getting coronavirus. So we're going to let them out. But you could go to jail if you don't wear a mask. And so slowly it's like under this fake mask of equality and health and stay safe. Like these are things programming you to believe that, yeah, there's this huge pandemic and we should be worried and scared. And these are the steps you can take to protect yourself when really... What's really going on is it's like there, there's two sides. One side is saying, okay, this is our chance. We've got this pandemic. Everyone's locked down. Everyone's in their homes. We can totally insert way more control here. Let's go ahead and make it so no one accepts cash. We could go into a cashless currency probably so that, you know, then we really have control. Uh, maybe we could do a vaccine, we could do the ID with the chip, like microchip people to know, oh, to know if they have the virus or not. But wouldn't it be awesome if they have this ID and a cashless currency where if they do something that we don't like, like go outside without a mask or oppose the, uh, oppose the narrative that we want people to believe, we can just go into the system and lock access to their funds. We can use that chip to track them. We could we could force them to do this or that. There's just so <laughs> so many bad agendas that are out there and going on. And like even with the Black Lives Matter, it's such a good cause. It is such a good cause and it is just disgusting. Like so sick and twisted and disgusting that someone would use that cause to profit off of it. I mean, unless you're a black person who like really desperately needs to not be oppressed. But it's like, it's such a disgusting thing. You would never think that someone would actually do it. So when someone tells you like, hey, you realize that this awesome movement for black lives was actually started by rich white people so that they can control you and they'll tell you exactly what decisions to make and what you should be fighting for. And then you'll do it. And then it profits them. Like it just seems way too out of this world. But really that's exactly what's happening. Is it's like these rich white people who've started Black Lives Matter. 
black people will think, oh, Black Lives Matter, this is a black movement, let's get behind this. And then all these people donate because they feel bad or because they have good hearts and genuinely want change. But then who, who's tracking their money after they donate it? So you donate it. So you donate 20 bucks. A million people donating 20 bucks is a lot of money. And so you go to the Black Lives Matter website and you see who the donations are running through, like the system that the donations are running through. Okay, so it's called Act Blue. Act Blue, <laughs> you can go to their website and look at it and see exactly what they're doing with the money. And you know what it's going to? Bernie Sanders, Biden, all of these different Democratic candidates and political figures. It's not going anywhere toward black lives it's going back to the democratic party which the Demo- the democratic party is also the one saying pro-choice like again one of these cool like equality freedom things but little do you know the abortion rates in black communities are just out of the freaking world they have way more planned parenthoods in black communities and people will say well that's because Black people have less, less, asset, less access to medical care. And if they didn't, then they wouldn't have anywhere to go. And like, that's all probably good and true. Like, I've been to Planned Parenthood. It is awesome. They do work with you. They have good offerings, especially just like when you're young and don't know what you're doing. But they do abortions. And I was pro-abortion for... I was going to say for forever, but I don't even think I really knew what abortion was till maybe college. So since I started knowing what abortion was, I was pro-choice because it's like, yeah, what are you going to do with kids who are born to a family who doesn't love them or are put in foster care? The adoption system is so messed up. It takes so long. So it's like if you have this kid, yeah, it's sad to take a life, but if they live a life here, it could be shit. Like, they could be born into an abusive, just traumatizing situation, and they're going to have a shit life, and it could ruin their life, and it could ruin their parents' life. Like, it's, it's something you got to be ready for to have a kid. But when blacks are institutionally oppressed, and they, they're systematically made to not have the money they need to support themselves or their children, they're going to go to Planned Parenthood, and they're going to get abortions. Well, with these abortions, you got to take into account the fact that these are unborn lives. And if they had been born, like think of how many kids there would be. And if you think about how Planned Parenthood is centralized in colored communities, there are so many black lives not being born. You're being killed before you're even born. And that's, it's like this, this discreet way of, of mass genocide is saying, we're with her. Women should get to choose. And then putting the abortion facilities into the communities that you're purposely cutting off from abundance and, you know, financial abundance, food abundance, health, all of that, you're purposely cutting them off and you know that those people are not going to have 
continued lives. They're not going to be having as much offspring. And so, so in the big picture, when you see what's happening, when there's fertility clinics in the white neighborhoods and abortion clinics in the black neighborhoods, the people who are in charge of this, they're white supremacists. I know they want to call Donald Trump a white supremacist because of maybe politically incorrect marks, remarks that he's used, which, by the way, political correctness is total bullshit. Wow, it feels good to be getting all this out. I kind of lost my train of thought. Oh, I hate when that happens. But yeah, they're doing this. Oh, in the big picture, you have fertility clinics in the white neighborhoods, abortion clinics in the black neighborhoods. The white race is growing larger and the black race is getting smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller. Like what a perfect strategy to use by people who hate black people and who think that They're an inferior race and they should not be here and whites are superior. Like, that is the definition of white supremacy. Like, this is the same thing Hitler was into. Like, it's this idea of eugenics, of this perfect race. I'm not saying that the Democrats are eugenicists or white supremacists, but a lot of their agendas are along those lines. And they push them by going exactly to the people that they're wishing to harm and presenting their ideas to them as if it's going to totally save them and totally take them out of debt. And it's like they play on this idea of like anger and revenge and victimization. And it's like they'll get people fucking... Maybe I'll have to cut that out. No, this is my podcast. I swear, okay? Sorry, guys. (laughs) But... Oh, why did I lose my train of thought again? Let me think. Oh. Something about they go to the neighborhoods of the people they want to harm and present it to them in this amazing way so that they think... Oh, they play on the victimization and revenge. So they, they make people pissed at the white rich people. And it's like they cause all these hatred and division and tension and wars because people who are fighting can't stand together and like rise up against anybody. So the more they divide everyone, the more they're able to control everyone. But yeah, so they they stoke this anger and passion in the black community. And then they identify, the black community identifies completely with their democratic leader and these ideals that they're being preached to when really their strategies aren't gonna end up helping you in the long run like I've seen a lot of videos of black people and I'm not here to be Trump's like savior or defender like I hated I hated Donald Trump until March 2020 why Because I did absolutely no research on him and would only see videos or Snapchat news stories of like how stupid he was, of this racist comment he made. Things would be totally taken out of context. So I didn't know what he was actually talking about, but I would just see it and be like, oh my gosh, I can't believe, like who would say that? Who does that? And it's like the propaganda goes so far. Even today I was trying to find a GIF on Instagram of Trump, just to like put a little floating something in my story, make it interesting. And you even do that. You swipe up and look for your gifts on Instagram 
And the only ones that come up are him looking like an idiot. Like, none of him looking presidential. Like, this is our president we're talking about. Like, a, a, a position that is of such high importance. And we just treat him like he's this animal. And people say, well, it's because he treats other people like they're animals. Do you know that? Or is that what you've been told? Because that's what I was told and I believed it. And then I did some research and a lot of the stuff that was blamed on him, he didn't actually do or he didn't actually say. Or once you hear it in the full context, you actually agree with it and it makes sense. Like there's so much propaganda and misinformation out here. It's so hard to discern what's true. So as I was saying, I'm not here to be Trump's defender, but it does seem like if at the end of the day he's a pedophile and he's in on it, then we're totally screwed and I'm so sorry for ever getting you to like him or whatever. But in my own personal experience, I hated him because I had been brainwashed to hate him. And then once Corona started and my gut told me like something here is fishy and I started digging and digging and finding other people, like... There really are Mexicans and blacks who love and support Donald Trump because they're conservatives. Like they they believe in the family. They want financial freedom and safety. They want less government. Like they think that they have the ability to probably regulate themselves pretty well without someone coming in and saying, you have to do this or else face fines or jail or whatever it is. And and people really do love Trump. And I can see why now. Because he, like I said, political correctness is total bullshit. I, I was living in political correctness for like maybe the last year of my life. And I can tell you that the narratives the Democrats have me in, like these doom and gloom stories which, yeah, I still think have weight to them, but I just don't think the way that they are presented can mess up your mental health. So I was like kind of depressed and really anxious for a while because I was totally just like riding on the democratic wave. Things were getting so political and I believed in like the good things they were fighting for so much that I just like totally invested myself into all of it. And all of it was so energetically and emotionally draining. Like these stories that they tell and keep alive, they manipulate your emotions so that you're invested. And like once you're in there, you're freaking in there. So that was me and I, it took over my life. And I had no sense of humor for so long. And it's because I was like so ingrained with this idea of political correctness that I couldn't enjoy humor or a joke because to me, it was just like, this is so messed up. How could you say that? Like, why are you using these terms? Why are you using politically incorrect things? If you don't want people to think badly of you, just speak politically correct. But now that I see the other side and I see like how these terms of political correctness are used to enforce their narratives and their agendas and keep people in this state of, of brainwash, it's just, it's bullshit. It's totally bullshit. And like, 
it drips down. Like, even on Instagram, the day when everyone posted black squares, I had not been on Instagram for, like, a day, maybe. I didn't know what was going on, but I got inspiration, and I wanted to post a quote. So I went on there to post, and I saw that everything was black squares. And it was like, oh my gosh. Then the political correctness kicked in just like that, because suddenly... It wasn't about my post and my inspiration anymore. What I was feeling was, what is this? Why are people doing this? If I don't do this, am I going to get shit on? Are people going to absolutely hate me because I did something different than what everyone else is doing today? And so I did. I caved and I posted the black freaking square. Then later on, I found out that it's like occult black magic and not good. So I deleted it. But like that was the political correctness, totally manipulating my thoughts, beliefs, emotions, and actions. It changed the course of action I was taking because I felt like I had to be politically correct if I didn't want to upset all of these people, even though what what I was doing had nothing to do with that. Nothing to do with it at all. But it's just like, if you're on social media, you better be doing this or else, you know what? That means you're racist, you're misogynist, you're part of the problem, you're canceled, unfollow, like, go, go spam this person, troll them, like, get them fired, all of these things. And that can literally happen by, like, being a person who posts on Instagram and didn't realize you were supposed to do a black square that day. And people can take that one thing and blow it into this whole story, and next thing you know, you're freaking canceled, and your whole life has changed, and you lost your job, and your reputation is ruined, and it's like, that's political correctness, like, it's so disturbing, honestly, in such a weird way, (sighs) so much, guys, (sighs) but yeah, I just, I'm noticing today that The way that it was when I was first waking up spiritually and understanding like there's more to reality than meets the eye. It's like you can talk about something with someone who hasn't woken up yet and you know that it it means two completely different things. Like for instance, veganism. There's a reality that's really real for a lot of people that you look at vegans and you think they are so stupid Why would you give up good food, like, whatever you're doing, have fun not eating meat and, like, being unhealthy and not being able to get muscle or whatever it is? That's one reality. And then in the other reality, you have vegans who (laughs) probably, maybe, I mean, there's a lot of different reasons for going vegan, but for me, the reason was, like, okay, I woke up to this spirituality, I understand that humans are... I mean, animals are consciousness too. They're the same as me and you. They deserve respect. We are totally mistreating them. I also know that meat isn't made for my body. And when you eat meat, you're also eating carcinogens and chemicals and hormones that have been added to their food supply or into them as antibiotics. And then now you're ingesting that and it's not good for you. Blah, 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 blah. So it's like to one person... Being vegan is just like a stupid lifestyle choice. To another person, in their reality, being vegan is like the most spiritual, grounding, beautiful practice of freedom and equality you could possibly imagine. 
Now, the first person who looks at vegan as being stupid could totally think that they're for equality and freedom, not realizing that they're calling something stupid that is also for equality and freedom. That is exactly what's happening today. And such a good symbol of it is masks. Like, to people in the first reality who maybe have not woken up as much, they might still think that they're really freaking woke. But at the end of the day, they're wearing the mask because they're good people. They genuinely believe in health and safety and security and just like the well-being of others. And to them, it's like, yeah, just wear a mask. Like, it's not, it's not going to kill you. Just do this because getting sick could kill another person. And that's awesome. But in the second reality, you see the mask and you understand the underlying background of this is a narrative. They are pushing this on the entire world. This is big. This is scary. They're fudging numbers. And now they're taking away people's livelihood. Like this is, this is starting to become complete government dependence. And we know what that looks like. We know, we know what communism looks like and it's not fun. So there's people out there who see the mask and absolutely one bajillion percent refuse to wear it. Because to them, if you wear the mask, you're agreeing with the fake narrative and you're letting these people win. These globalist, evil, pedophile, crimes against humanity people like Bill Gates. Okay, Bill Gates trying to get the, the corona vaccine out there as quick as possible. Bill Gates also like has all these different lawsuits going on for vaccines he gave in third world countries where they're now sterilized completely or they're now paralyzed or now they're all autistic. Like, uh, there is so much going on behind the scenes and it's like, you might look at Bill Gates or the World Health Organization and you just see them as this prominent figure or organization and you want to believe it because it's so easy and it seems like you should because they're verified, they're qualified, whatever. But it's like, that's such an easy mask to hide what's really back there. Like, Bill Gates is not a good person. He knows nothing about health. But he's funding all these different organizations and has this like almost like puppet master control over a lot of parts of the world. Ugh, there's so much. But this whole podcast today <laughs> was supposed to be about discernment. And it's really hard. And I would love to be able to say like, this is how you be good at discerning things. But I got to tell you, I'm not that great at it because... I've been brainwashed. I've been brainwashed a couple times and I've even been brainwashed after I thought to myself I was no longer being brainwashed. You know, like I was completely unaware. It's this unconscious subliminal programming. And I feel like I have a hard time making decisions if I don't do like so much research beforehand. Or I have a hard time having an opinion or coming to a conclusion if I don't do research. Which is great. And everyone should absolutely do that. Don't, don't form an opinion and stick to it if you don't have research. But at the same time, like I feel like there should be a way to 
be able to just tell like, okay, I'm hearing this information. Is this true or is this not? Like, does this feel right or does this not feel right? And there's been different studies and stuff about even like people's intuition being wrong or what people perceive as their intuition being wrong. Like not knowing the difference between your manic trauma thoughts and the voice of your intuition. Discernment really is such a tricky, tricky game and no one talks to you about it. So at the end of the day, if there's something going on, like especially (laughs) these things with coronavirus and pedophile rings and human trafficking and communism and like police surveillance state and all of these different agendas and scary things going on. I know that they're scary, but they're so important to look at. And if you're not sure whether you should be looking into something or whether something even holds any weight to it at all. Yeah, sorry, a fly has been buzzing around my head this whole podcast. My best bet for you is to do heart math. Because... Way too often we go through our lives just really, we breathe shallow or we stop breathing and we're so in the moment and on the go and anxiety ridden that we don't breathe and we don't take the time to connect to any of our internal intelligence. And you know, we are connected to a web of universal energy that knows everything that's ever happened and ever has happened in the universe, okay? You're connected to that. So if you do heart math, It connects you to it and then you can ask it questions or it'll just give you like intuitive insights out of nowhere. Like epiphanies and sudden realizations, revelations. Like these things aren't just reserved for people in the Bible. You can have revelations and it comes from connecting to your heart. (sighs) Excuse me. But so this is a a long episode already. But I just want to take a second to do some heart math with you. So if you will, if you're not driving or anything, if you're driving, keep your eyes open and I think you'll be fine because heart math you can do anywhere, anytime on the go. It's not risky. Just keep your eyes open. If not, close your eyes, tune in. And I want you to just get on top of your breath. If that means a few deep breaths that are loud, that's fine. (sighs) To just like move that energy inside of you around. All of these clenching areas of your body can release. (sighs) And old air that's been stuck inside can get out. So I want you to take another inhale and exhale and breathe out as deeply as you can on the exhale. Get every single bit of air out as possible. And when you breathe in, it's going to be the freshest, biggest, greatest, like, inhale of fresh oxygen to just clean your lungs. And now start breathing more slowly. More slowly and deeply. And try to see if you can make your inhales and your exhales the same length. So if that means starting with three second inhales and exhales, cool. Maybe work your way up to four seconds. 
then five seconds, then six seconds. Just slow down your breath and deepen it as much as you can while not not feeling like you're forcing yourself or like you're you're clenching or anything like that. Like don't be so controlling of your breath, but just slow it down to a rate that feels good. And focus your attention on the area of your heart. You know, like the chest center area. And imagine that each time you're breathing in, the air is inflowing through this chest and flowing out through the same chest area. Just these streams of light and oxygen. And from this more peaceful, calm, collected place, ask yourself, you know, ask yourself anything. Ask yourself, should I be wearing a mask? Or what's really going on with coronavirus? You can ask yourself, what should I be doing right now? Or what's the best way to get through this? You know, whatever it is that you're feeling like you want the answers to, anything that you feel like you're confused about and you could really use some discernment with, ask yourself about that right now and just wait. And don't let your thoughts go crazy. Keep imagining the air coming in and out through your chest. But just open yourself up and listen for an intuitive answer that just pops up. Like it really is an inner knowing. You just know and it just feels right. And it's almost exciting and like maybe you want to share with someone or write it down because it has such an impact on you. These are the things that can happen when you breathe into your heart. And I just want to say that while I was doing that, even in this short amount of time with you guys, I did. I asked myself, what do I do from here? Like what is the best course of action as of right now? Knowing that there's all these things going on and that discernment is so hard and there's so much misinformation. And the answer that I get and that I've gotten for probably months now is just to step out of the matrix. Step out. Just release it. Let it go. I mean, like I said, these news corporations... They're corporations, they're businesses. Having news is absolutely 1000% not essential to you living your daily life and going on about your business and being successful and being happy. None of that has to do with what's going on on the news and none of it probably ever will. Like maybe it'd be confusing if you didn't watch the news that suddenly people are wearing masks and you, you can't go into restaurants or stores anymore. But how much less afraid do you think you'd be if you weren't watching the news? How much less stressed do you think you'd be if you weren't constantly trying to research this information and get down to the bottom of it and find out who's right and who's wrong and what's true and what really happened here? It's, it's the matrix, and it is so clever. There's so many ways for it to pull you in. But just let yourself, like imagine yourself letting go of it. 
for me, what I imagine and what I feel into is not using my phone, not being on social media all the time, not listening to the news, not getting too invested in, you know, political stories or people's emotions over the political stories. For me, I just imagine going out into nature, being in green, in grass, near water, and just like receiving that type of wisdom from the natural world and being in places where my heart can speak to me, where I'm not being drowned out or or I'm not you know, drunk at a club or if they're even open during quarantine or whatever. Just step out of the matrix. And if if you've woken up to what the matrix is, I think that you know probably exactly how to do that by now. And if you haven't and you still are confused, like what the hell does she mean by the matrix and isn't that a movie? Yes, it's a movie. Go watch it. Absolutely go watch it because it is so symbolic. Um, People will call it a documentary. (laughs) It really is so symbolic of real life and what's happening here. And most of our lives are just programming. And we're here working our asses off, slaving away for these few people at the very top of the world to keep control and to keep earning their profit. And that's why we work nine to fives. And that's why we have all of this programmed thinking of you have to go to school, you have to graduate, you have to have a degree to get a good job, you have to work a high-paying job, nine to five, like all of these things that we, we were never born to work a nine to five job. Like how awesome is it that we have all these skills and like systems and organizational techniques and whatever, like that's really cool, but We weren't sent here, we weren't born to be slave laborers who work jobs and do things we don't love for most of our life so that we can be like kind of unhappy and only get to spend a certain amount of time with the people we love and doing the things we enjoy. That's not what life is about. Life is wild and free and fun. Like life is the trees blowing in the wind and the grass and the ocean and being in the sun and hearing the birds chirp and feeding the animals and all these different beautifully connective things. Spending time with your family and your friends and seeing beautiful places and having new experiences and deep conversations and learning about who you are and why you're here and what your spirit is. That's why we are on this earth. We're not on this earth to build the biggest company or to own the most land or to work the most hours. Like it's just, it's programming and it keeps you enslaved and living in a way that does not benefit you. So yeah, if you're ever having trouble discerning things, Ask yourself if it's worth it or if you should just step out of the matrix and go on with your life. And if you feel like it's worth it and you still really want to know, tune into your heart, do your heart math, breathe for a little bit and, and, and send that message out to your inner self or your intuition. Uh, just asking the question like, what do I do here? What's right? What's wrong? 
And I know that you will get some sort of relief or peace or an answer. It comes in so many different ways. So yeah, I think I'm going to end this now. Thanks for listening. Um, I know that a lot of this is controversial and a lot of it has been deemed conspiracy theory. I want you to know that the term conspiracy theory was dubbed by the CIA way back when to make people who question things look like idiots. So if you see a conspiracy theorist, chances are that person's probably pretty well researched and maybe you should listen to sometimes what they're saying. (laughs) All right. Well, I love you guys. Thanks for listening. You guys just have a great day. Have a great rest of this pandemic. We'll see what other craziness happens. I'm sure I'll probably end up talking about it a little bit more because I always think that I'm going to like step out the matrix, get away from it and not have to think about coronavirus again, but somehow it always comes back up. So just be looking for that. Love you all. Thanks so much. And I'll see you next time. Thank you so much for listening to today's podcast. I hope that you absolutely loved it and that you got some really good things out of it to apply in your own life. If you want to hear more, I'm really active on Instagram. My username is Madison Palika. I'm also on YouTube and Facebook, both under Madison Palika. So hit me up there. I would love to schedule a mentoring session with you or talk to you about course options. I would love to hear from you and I would love to hear what you think about this podcast. Again, I love you. Thanks so much and have the best day ever.